Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yizzo! Hey. Hi, Shanti. Hi, how are you? I am all right this evening. I'm very excited about this evening's podcast. Yes, uh, we're gonna hop right into it. We're I I don't I don't want to ask. Play you no how motherfucking you're... games or waste time. No, I'm good. You good? Well, let's go. <laughs> I'm not asking you how your week was or anything like that. Um, as we uh, promised, this week's episode is completely dedicated to King Nipsey Hussle. And we are here with a very special guest in the building. His wife was actually a guest on our podcast. His wife is the love, well, she ain't that lovely, but yes, <laughs> Jade of is. all Jades from Getting Grown and Jaden XD. This is uh, her husband, and we are joined with Mr. Tristan Verrett. Tristan, say hi to the people, please. What up, what up, world? What up, around the way, curls? <laughs> Tristan. Yeah. What up, what up, what up? Glad to be here, man. We're so, so happy to, to have you. Can you tell the people who you are? This is our first is this our first male guest? Yeah, I Yo, think it is. I think it, I think I'm it super is. Because I've been I've been listening from day I'm one. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know I fuck with y'all. So okay, we curse on you. What? You if you fuck with us, all right, then you know all right, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. Then so you like, know. you know, I, I am your first male guest, by the way. Um a little a little something about myself. Um I'm a Brooklyn nigga uh, by way uh, of Trinidad. You know what I'm saying? Um, a couple things about myself. I, like, I, I value, a couple things I value, um, just like, you know, intelligence, street smarts, mm-hmm. uh, integrity, mm. uh, and vision. Oh. Yeah. He ain't you know come to play, y'all. Nah, I ain't come. I, 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 I don't play. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I don't play. Nah, I don't play on these. No, can't play with these niggas, man. No, apparently no. You nah, can't. I can't play. I ain't playing no games with these niggas. No. None at all, man. No, no games with these niggas. None of them. <laughs> Shanti, Shanti is the worst. Nah. Yo, she's just an instigator hype man. Yeah, I love really it. Yo, you I'm know, in it. I'm in it to win it. No you know, games, niggas. You know, I, I rock. I you know I rock with Shanti, other people, man. Kids. Sean, you know, yeah, you know, it's crazy. It's like y'all from my second home. You know what I'm saying? You know, I spent a lot of time in Philly. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Two one five. Two one five. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to North, North uh, uh, West Philly. You know what I'm saying? Ali. You know what I'm saying? That's you got my, people's out there, right? Yeah, my my dad was out. He lived out there for like uh, 25 years. Wow. You know what I'm saying? My brother grew up there. I'll go down there every summer. You know what I'm saying? My dad works at Temple University. Oh wow. You know what I'm saying? To you. So, to you, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I got some, I got some roots in Philly, man. I fuck with y'all. You All right, so you allowed one. That's why he's our first guest. That's the only reason why you won. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, so I'm gonna do my best, y'all, with this. Um, we're gonna jump right into it. I think the first thing that we need to talk about 
is what happened. So in case you were living under a rock for the last week, um, Nipsey Hussle, unfortunately, was gunned down in front of his business, the Marathon Closing Store. And he was actually there to gift a friend that was just getting out of jail clothing. So it's incredibly unfortunate. Um, The monster that is responsible for his death is not a secret. Um, His name is Eric Holder. And Eric was basically a known informant in the community, like a fucking rat, just a problem within the community. So video surveillance um, by TMZ, which is like, actually, it really pissed me off when they released that because it's just like, I don't know if... I don't know if, like, if I got killed, I'm not trying to have my shit all over the fucking internet. I don't know how you feel about that. Like, Tristan? I mean, I, I don't I don't like it. I don't like too much of it because it's, like, real graphic. You know what I'm saying? Like, his family didn't even see didn't even see that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like that's, that's that would be my, my main concern is, is the family. You know it's what I like mean? It's, like, re-traumatizing, them seeing that, though. Yeah, and it's, like, you putting that out to the world before even... Yeah, the family hasn't even seen it, but the world might have seen and it. And at the end like, of the day, if TMZ does it, it's for a dollar. But yeah, let me not. Really let me just keep it. going with this. So anyway, they released video footage. Um, it shows um, there's two stories. So some people are saying that Nipsey asked him to leave, which I believe because Eric Holder was trash and he was like, nah, you can't be around here. But the video surveillance, you know, shows that he approached Nipsey. They even shook hands. Um, on some, like, I guess because he was leaving, he was like, all right, cool, go ahead, bye, yeah, all right. Um, but then other people are reporting this dude was, like, saying that he was an up-and-coming rapper and that Nipsey was like, okay, cool, you can't be here, but, you know, keep on your hustle, do your thing, but this ain't the place for you. Shook hands, he dipped out. Um, Eric Holder then returned um, and executed him. Um, and it shows him get the first couple of shots off and run. And what's most, and then he comes back and shoots more. And I think and then he, he kicks he, the body. Right, and kicks the body. Um, I think that he ran back because he realized that nobody was strapped around there. Exactly. Because the thing about it is that Nipsey Hussle, um, he often, well, everybody, this is what people are saying. I don't know if he ever said it, but everybody within Marathon Clothing Store is um, an ex con. So he always employed people after they got out and were, quote unquote, rehabilitated because, of course, people have a hard time um, finding job opportunities. And so, of course, it's a probation violation to have a gun. So he made sure there were no guns on the premises to keep their asses out of jail. So nobody was strapped. Dude comes back, violates the body even more. Um, So basically, this dude did this because he has a fragile ass male ego um, and, and is obviously sick. Um, But I read today from, I was reading the Los Angeles Times, and it was an interview with Nipsey's brother, which was really sad. He was on the phone with Nipsey when he was shot. Shout out to Black Sam. Yeah. On the phone when he was shot, rushed over there because he wasn't far, apparently. And he was actually holding Nipsey. And... Um, he said that Nipsey was breathing and that he was on the phone with 911 and they were telling him what to do and he was giving him um, CPR, counting one, two, three, four, that kind of thing. And it wasn't until the ambulance arrived and they actually picked his body up that he saw the gunshot wound to the back of his head. And that was when he said he just started praying. And 
um, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work out the way we all wanted it to be. I believe, I have to believe that it worked out the way it was supposed to, and that there's a, there's something that's going to come from this that's going to be of greater good. That's the only way I can get through the day and make sense of it. I think, I think so. I think definitely something's going to come from it, man. Like, I could speak from my, my personal self, like, go ahead. Um, you know, just some of the some of the some of the things that I've been doing with with my homies, you know, so with my people, you know what I'm saying. And part of that motivation came from came from Nipsey. Sad to say, like, um, it motivated me even more so to get to get things done after he passed away. Even though I was already, you know, motivated, but just just you know, just seeing you know everything that he did, um, you know, I really like. Kept me, kept me going, man. Like so, I, I, I'm really, I'm really grateful for everything that you know that Nipsey did. You know what I'm saying? And you had a meeting tonight, right? Yeah, I had a, I had a meeting with you know two of my, two of my, my closest homies, man. Like we, we sat down and, and talked about some things that we're gonna do. I don't really want to get into That's details because I don't really believe in like you know sharing my energy like that. I'm really big on that. You know what I'm saying? I don't really believe in putting out all my, all my shit out there like that. So. And we sat down and we we talked about some of the things that you know that we're gonna do. You know what I mean? And and the, the similarities between um, between myself, between the, the people I keep close to me, is 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 very is very reflective of of some of the things that Nipsey and his people were doing. You know what I'm saying? I felt um, I felt a lot of inspiration from 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 what they're doing. I, and even though Nipsey was like Nipsey's three years younger than me, like. You know, I I kind of looked up to him, man. You know what I'm right. saying? I, he he was he was everything that I envisioned for myself. Like mm-hmm. he was executing it, he was doing it. So I feel like we shared the same vision. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it, it, I I was just rooting for Nipsey. You know what I mean? Like I see him, I see what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? And and I love I loved every minute of it because I I would be doing the same thing. Right. As far as like you know. Um, you know, doing things for his community, um, you know, starting businesses. Um, loving his woman. Loving openly, his woman, of course, like loving his kids, did. all that yeah. stuff too, you know, like um, just all around, you know what I'm saying? All around good dude. Like we're we going to get into yeah, it, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, so help me out, Tristan. His yeah. He was born now... It's funny, Shanti, because you you have an Eritrean daughter, and he pronounces it Eritrean. So maybe we're saying it wrong, or maybe people just pronounce it different on the West Coast. But I rem- I remember watching an interview recently of Nip, and he talked about um, people saying like two different ways. He said either way was good. Oh, so okay, good. Eritrean good. or Eritrean, okay. he said it was cool. So Habisha, <laughs> yeah, like, there you go. I'm like, as I was listening today, like, oh my yeah. god, I've been saying that wrong the whole nah. time. Child. <laughs> you good, you good, you good. But help me out with his. With his um, given name, it's Ermius. Ermius. Uh, Askadum. Askadum. Yeah. Okay, which means God will rise. Uh, yep. Yep. So, um, okay. So Nipsey was a crip. It's a fact. In the sixties. Oh, you know right. Saying? Talked about it. Openly. Rich Rolling. <laughs> um, so he said, "I've been watching tons of interviews on him, and he said that he grew up around a lot of gang culture, and um, while he resisted it." For a while, he eventually stopped resisting it as a means for survival. Um, And he talked about, um, but never went into detail about 
um, a lot of close calls that he had that made him rethink the path that he was on and um, how difficult it was when he did rethink that path to reinvent himself and start to turn his hustle into a legitimate business. Um, And often because when you're surrounded around gang culture and eventually become a part of it, that's how you identify so you you finally feel like you're a part of something. You finally feel it's it's so interesting because it ties back to us not knowing where we're from and not having roots. And he said that he felt finally rooted in something. I feel I feel like it's the it's the brotherhood that come with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he talked about it as a fraternity. Yeah, it's like it's definitely a brotherhood, man. Like I I I talked to my, my brother. We was having a conversation last night and it was like, you know, we're so misunderstood coming from like certain certain neighborhoods was so misunderstood and it's like when people don't don't understand about this gang shit it's like you know they're active like that because they love their brothers you know what i'm saying i love my brothers and a lot of times like you know if something happens to them you know it's it's that love that's that driving force that's going like make them retaliate or something and and that could be misguided you know what i'm saying right. but like is they doing that out of love you know when they when their homies get killed or something you know what I'm saying? That that retaliation's out of love. Right. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people will say it's misguided or whatever, and it's, to some degree it is, but um that's where that's where it's coming from. Like I could speak to that for sure. I hear that. You know? Um so then he said that um, you know, leaving that that requires you to have to reinvent and redefine yourself while towing the line of being called a traitor, because you never wanted he was like, I never I was never gonna say I was no longer a crip. I, mean, I was always going to be that. Nah, you always in it. You know right, he was like, you always in it. It's just a you matter of, it. he said that he was redirecting his energy. That's a fact. Yeah, and so he said, um, uh, so he was redirecting his energy and encouraging those around him to do that as well. So, and he was once quoted as saying, when somebody asked him, like, how did you get out? And he was like, I didn't get out. He nah. was like, I'm not a gang bang- banger. I'm a member of a group. You just not you just not active no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you still you still part of the right. you know part of the gang, but like just not active no more. And he said so. that um demonstrations speak louder than conversations. And so he was like, I'm not in cars going on missions anymore. Right. I'm employing my homeboys and buying property and paying taxes. Yeah. And that was so real to me. That's I was dope. like <laughs> Yo, and crazy thing um about this that whole gang thing, it's like you know, in order for for us to be strong, it's like we all got to play 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 certain positions. We all can't just be killers. We all just can't be like be active. We we need people to like do different things. You know what I'm saying? In order for us to like flourish, in order for us to like you know grow to some degree. You know, if you know whatever growth you consider like a gang to have, but like we all got to play a, a different part. You know? Yeah, what I'm saying? feel like his thing was like this is he. I think. Nipsey's thing was like, this is cool. Like the brotherhood, the pride in our community, this is cool, but we can have that pride without tearing the other group down over there that has that same pride for their community. As long as you're not as long as you're not out there like this and the other the other side, like oh right. they're saying but, something disrespectful. But even then he was you could you saw when he got in between. I don't know the rappers' names because I don't. I'm. I listen. Still listen to fucking Mace. Yeah. But it was like two rappers. I'm serious. I was listening. To, he, he was two rappers beefing on Twitter, and he said he was watching it, uh-huh. and it was from two different, you know, rival street gangs or whatever. Yeah. And he was watching it like this is no good. So he hit him up and was like, "Yo, y'all can y'all can do this, but the but have a show where y'all really actually." 
beef it out on stage right. with the mic because right. they were both rappers and he was like and then at the end of the show you come out with a joint record and then you take that shit on tour That's and it tough. sold out and it was it was his way of like y'all we can still have this great rivalry like this competitive nature in us that's fine but we don't have to go back to the street you just you know sometimes you need you need somebody to like redirect that energy right and you know a lot of times um a lot of times people they're not going to just listen to like some regular ass person no. it, it's got to come from the person that that's part of the gang that culture understands you know what i'm saying yeah exactly and like cuz they talking at you Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I work in education. You know what I'm saying? I work with kids. You know what I'm saying? I, I teach writing for grades three to five or whatever, but... Um, Not or whatever. Of, that's big. <laughs> Insert the applause. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but part of... Outside of just um, teaching them writing, I try to educate them on a whole. And part of that, that, that education is, is, you know, the experiences that I, that I had growing up in Brooklyn, you know, um, running the streets in Queens, you know what I'm saying? So like when the kids look at me, when they hear me speak, they can relate to that. Right. They they're more open to what I'm saying. They listen right. to me. You know what I mean? Um, and I always find myself taking on like the bad the baddest kids. You know what I mean? They and usually are the most charming with the most. They really are though. Like I, the bad ones are I, smart. They're very smart. <laughs> very yeah. smart. Very they're, they're good socially. Like very very you know. Very usually they just need somebody to redirect their exactly. Energy. They're exactly. bored. They're that like they're just like yo, give me something to do. Exactly. Otherwise, I'm about to act a whole ass fool. And like you know, in order in order for you to be like effective, you gotta you gotta find you gotta find some kind of like. Uh, common ground, mm. you know what I mean. Where it's like you take some of their personality, and you 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 give them some of your personality and teaching, you know what I mean. And, and incorporate the two, yeah. you know what I'm saying. And that's how that's how kids learn, you know what I'm saying. Where you respect them as as young men, young boys and girls, you know what I'm saying. You take into take into consideration, you know how they how they might feel about something, how they might look at something, and you bring that in, you know what yeah. I'm saying. You 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 don't you don't try to push it out. I always try to like, you know, let the kids be kids. You know what I'm saying? Be who you are, and and we we, we can meet at some kind of common ground, and and hopefully I can educate you, you know, your, your young wild ass. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Tristan is a young young Nipsey, as you can hear. <laughs> something like that, man. Yo. You know? All right, I'm gonna run this down. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna try to be real quick about it. So just just so because I think there's a lot of people out there that just know that Mixie sold a, a Nipsey sold a mixtape for a hundred dollars. But he did a lot more than that. So there was an interview where he said that he had these Alpina BMW rims that everybody wanted. Chrome Alpinas. Yeah, he was like, so... On Pirelli's. <laughs> everybody wanted them, he said. He was like, so he was getting too deep into the game. He was like, I was basically becoming like the connect. And yeah. he was like, so it was either I was going to go full-fledged into that or I was about to turn into a rapper. He said, I was thinking about it. And he even raps about it on one of his mixtapes where he was like, yo... I, I got to make this decision. And what he decided to do was call up his homeboy who wanted the car. He was like, you still want it? Homeboy was like, yeah. Came through, gave him cash for the car, and then Nipsey went out and invested in studio equipment. And he was like, I was a rapper after that, period. I had stepped fact. out of it. So, obviously, he made a name for himself with his mixtapes. Most notably, his eighth mixtape, Crenshaw, which he sold for $100 a, a, mix, a CD. Um, so, this just showed he understood the value in something being scarce. And he said that he studied rappers and businessmen like James Jay-Z, Dame Dash, Diddy, and he educated himself and eventually became like a marketing genius. Um, and then he doubled down on his next mixtape and charged uh, $1,000. But I should go back and say that Jay-Z bought the Crenshaw mixtape for 
$100 and he bought 100 copies and then posted about it, which gave him like the ill look that was like, I'm, I'm co-signing. Just this. to like speak on his marketing genius, one of his lines is like, he said, because I'm an African, I think like a Jew. You know what I mean? Yo. <laughs> he said that. like And like, if you know anything about those two cultures, you know, like. She, they hustle hard. They hustle baby. hard and like, they're, they're very smart, very, very business savvy. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, so then, um, so then he even, I didn't know this, he owned a company called Elite Hair and he sold bundles. He was definitely selling, selling so the bundles. Which is so smart. I need to start Yo, telling. <laughs> he, um, his, he talked about his brother, Black Sam, going to, um, I think he, he went overseas somewhere, maybe maybe to India or something like that. So and all like, that hair and was like, hold yep, up. Yep, and they, they invested in that. Uh, he had a he bunch had a, of different. Oh, he had an actual storefront. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. He had he got a bunch of different it's businesses going. It's a picture going. of him with bundles behind him, like come through. That's a fact, <laughs> yo. He yo he really stayed true to his name though, like Nip Hustle. Like he was definitely a hustler, <laughs> and that's that. That's I'm you know that's the African in him. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. you know, and and I respect it, man. Like that's that's the African in him. Um, so then he also created a tech workspace, which I'm super impressed with, um, called Vector 90, where it was a co-working space and cultural hub and incubator that bridged the gap between the people of Crenshaw and uh, Silicon Valley. So in order to rent the space, you had to be from the area. And, um, the bottom part of the space was actually a STEM center and STEM is, um, science, technology, engineering, and math. And, um... Actually, he had trade um, uh, trademark lawyers come through and business professionals come through once a week and give guidance to the entrepreneurs that would rent out the top space. And every year, they chose one entrepreneur. They would all have to pitch their project to him, and they would choose one entrepreneur to fund their project. That's dope. And then his sister actually used rented out the space, she and did. he was like, no nepotism. She had the pitch. She had to put together a business yeah. plan. Like, <laughs> I'm not giving her... You know, any kind of like favoritism, if she's going to really do it. She got like a skincare line. He's like, yep. she really going to do it. She got to do it. Yep. Which is like real rap. Um, he, um, go ahead. Uh, he said in an interview, he said that the purpose of, of, of that, um, of Vector 90 was to, um, like bring attention to like the lack of diversity right. in science, technology, um, engineering, and math. So, like, he's really trying to like bridge the gap between like, I guess like the Crenshaw district yeah. to Silicon Valley. Because like he said, said you know that saying? it was based off of WeWork, but WeWork is only in where? Silicon it's, Valley. It's only, right. It's yeah. only in spaces where they feel like they want to invest in those people. So right. he was like, and he was, he he's also said with the whole, you had to be from Crenshaw thing. He was like, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to isolate people, but it was just like. It's for my community. It's like, for my community. For my and people, like, they're man. definitely going to get like they're going to get preferential treatment over anybody else applying that's a just fact. because they need it. That's a so, fact. That's real. Um, and then his marathon clothing store um, was completely integrated with technology um, and streamed and owned by Nipsey. Um, he wanted to create like a vertically integrated retail experience. So he had like all these apps that were connected to the that's store. You've been there. So can you describe? I, I've never been. So, all right. So I went, I went to the store um, back in like twenty, like two years ago, 16, right? Yeah, twenty six, like late twenty six. No, how March, do you March guys know how long the store has been open? Oh well, I went there in twenty seventeen, and I think it's been is. open for maybe like maybe five years or something. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because five years to to date to the, to this day, I think five years. Um, don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> so when I went to the store, um, it was still in in like its original. 
it's, it's in its original like space. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't it wasn't that developed store yet. Oh, okay. So like I don't know I don't know if people out there I don't know where y'all from, but like if you go to like the little the little hot spots in, in Harlem or oh, it's like, like that. All, yeah, hell yeah. Like you walk in like <laughs> it you know was like the, the shops on the um on the Ave That's and Germantown Ave and they shit. They got the, 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 the glass, the glass <laughs> counters, you know what I'm saying? The, you know what I'm saying? They got the, the hats and the whatever, you know, in the glass casing or whatever. Earrings and shit. Exactly. Yeah. It was like that. And um I, I, I loved it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I I was loving every minute of it. You know what I mean? Um that it happened, felt like, authentic. Exactly. Yeah. That was two years ago. Um, when Jade, she had um, she had she had to do a live show for um, Jade next at Cal State, yeah, at Cal State, and I told her like I was like, yo, that's the only thing I really want to do out there is go to Nipsey's store, man. We could do anything else you want to do, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just want, I want to go to Nipsey's store, you know what I'm saying? And I want I want to. He got the shirt energy. on right now though, y'all. The marathon, Aww, marathon right on his chest, V. The marathon paid like two thousand dollars for that big facts, shirt. big facts, and I, <laughs> I do it again. He wasn't. He wasn't selling the shit for Jesus. Nah, he wasn't. He wasn't. But I, I, I did it for the culture, though. You know right. what I'm saying? I was like, hell yeah. But he said I'm that. support the homie. Hey, there's a, there is a... Um Ebro actually was like, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. When you first came out talking about you were selling a mixtape for $100, yeah. I was like, this cocky motherfucker. <laughs> but he was like, then I realized like, oh, he, Nipsey was like, nah, it wasn't even like that. It was yeah. like, these people, they feel so connected to Apple that they're going to buy. Like, there are people who are so like just connected to a brand a and they fact. feel like this brand understands them and represents them that they will pay that money he was i wasn't trying to exploit anybody but this is art and i he, felt like it was worth it he, he understood the the importance of of branding yourself yes and the value in that and like that's what it was he 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 know he knew what his value was yeah and like he did that for his like his core fans you know what i'm saying yeah. he was focused more so on them and not so like not more so like the the one-time right. buyers, you know what I'm saying? Right. He knew like his core yeah. fans was going was going to fuck with that. Mm-hmm. And that, um, that, when I was reading about that, that really resonated with me was that as a business owner, he right? wasn't just like you said. He wasn't worried about a million people mm-hmm. buying his shit. He just needed that a hundred people that were super invested in the company and super invested in his brand, so that. The app was actually really genius. So when you come there, you would open up the app or whatever, and then they were given access to like exclusive stuff. Mm-hmm. So the more invested and the more dedicated and the more interested you were on keeping up on what they were dropping, the more perks that you got. So the, right. you were the first one to listen to the music. You were the first one to have access to the T-shirt. Big facts. And it was brilliant because... He was just cutting out the middlemen. He yes. didn't need Apple. He didn't need a, a, a record company Straight to, to distribute the consumer. it. Everything was from these little hubs yeah. that he had. And he even so, said that for his mixtapes, he kept logs of every person that purchased those mixtapes, especially the one that he um, sold for $1,000. Mm-hmm. And over the years, they got um, access yeah. to private right. shows. Yeah. Yeah. To They got merchandise sent to them for free. Like, he yeah. was cultivating relationships. That's he was fact. like, yo, I fuck with him. And, it's, um, and just to, like, circle back on, on, on this, the whole app thing, right? Um, when, you, when you purchase something from his store... You you would get access or whatever, and but you couldn't take it with you. Yeah, it, it, it stayed in the store. In the store. What yeah. do you mean? Like they, they can use, they can only use it in the store. 
So they, they couldn't take the information with them. So everything streams from the store. If there was a new song that dropped, you could only hear that song in the store. So they had to go to the store. They had to go to the store. Yeah, you had to go to the store. It's fucking smart. You know what I'm saying? And like... (laughs) Oh my God. um, Just to like, one one, one more time, speak to that app. Quick quick little story. You know what I'm saying? Um, Nip, he was was, driving somewhere with his daughter. And his daughter was like, you know, daddy, can we go to Starbucks? And he was like, I don't really want to go to Starbucks. And she was like, she asked him again. He was like, all right, let's go. And this is right around the time um, he was thinking about like, yo, what can I do to like take my store to the next uh-huh. level? Like, I want to get, I want to like get involved in some kind of tech or whatever, right? So he got that in mind. You know, he put that, put that, put that out into the into the universe or whatever. So they go to Starbucks, and um, he ends up meeting the person that creates the app for the store in Starbucks, like oh randomly, my God. randomly, like that's 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 like. If if they if that's not like presence of like a higher power, yeah, of like divine intervention, I don't know what is. You know what I'm saying? I I didn't know that. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And that's, um, that's a fact. How random! All the Starbucks in the world, yep. they yep. might own more real estate now than McDonald's, and that dude happened to be in that one. That's Nipsey a fact. Was walking and into. he gave him like a like a head position in his company. Yeah, like he became like the head tech. Guy for yep. the, oh for the God. that's a fact. Genius. So Nip Nip knew what it was like. You know, I'm I'm real big on energy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like all my niggas know this. Anybody I, I fuck with, you know, they 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 share the same energy I, I share. You know what I mean? And Nip had that same energy. Yeah. So like Nip, his words was powerful and powerful in the sense like yo. What he says, what he puts out into the universe, is going to start happening. Yeah, he was speaking into existence. He was speaking into existence, you know what I'm saying? And things will happen. What's up? So, how, what came first? Your love of his music? Wait, wait, wait. We got to finish, because we didn't even finish what he did. He didn't even finish what he did. Wait, wait. Save that question. That's a great question. All right, cool. Let's just, let me, I only got like a couple more things to say that he did. Promise. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, Because I think this is really important that, he ended up buying that the strip mall that his store was in, like owned the whole fucking thing, which is amazing. And then had planned, and you got to realize that this is the same strip mall that he used to sell his mixtapes out his trunk in front of and hustle in front of. So like, it's just a complete 360. Then he had plans and was developing housing that was to go on top of the strip club for low-income residents, which I think is super, super dope. And when he finally did, quote-unquote, sign to a label, it was a partnership because he owned all of his masters. But it, that's it. That's all. Just to, like, to, to like speak to the whole real estate, real estate thing. And once again, here comes this divine, event, divine intervention, you know what I'm saying? He was at a, um, he was at a basketball game, like courtside, right? You know, he's sitting there drinking, whatever, and the person sitting next to him, like, I think they was drinking the same thing. They started chopping it up. Um, and turns out that person um, was a was a real estate developer and, and real estate investor. Well, shit, when you sit in His, courtside, the right? motherfuckers around you probably got right. some shit going he got, on. He got, he got some... He got some, he <laughs> he got got some juice. He got some breach, you know what I mean? That's some Brooklyn shit, by the way. Any, but anyway... I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> So he ends up meeting David Gross, who who's actually from he's from LA, you know what I mean? But he went to school out in New York to get, you know, get his education or whatever. And he, he came back to LA and he he had this idea for Vector 90. Oh, that's how right. everything that's came. That's how that came to exactly. be. Exactly. He met David David Gross, you know what I'm saying? And um 
you know, they 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 chopped it up and David Gross was like, yo, um, come to my office like the following day. And it was like for show. And then he he, you know, he drove out there. Um, he saw he saw all the plans that he had, and um they they got into business together. And you know, they um part of that district, um, the Crenshaw district, mm-hmm. it, it um it qualified as a they call it a, a tax advantage opportunity zone, right? So David Gross, he he knew that, you know what I'm saying? So he put he put nip on. And basically what that means is like whatever capital um is made in those zones, it will be taxed at a reduced rate. Oh genius. A genius, you know what I'm saying? So um he took advantage of that, capitalized on that, you know what I mean? Which which is which is like like very smart. He you know just what I'm seized every opportunity that exactly. came. Exactly. It, it, and it's like, you know, once you put things out into the universe and it starts happening like you gotta capitalize on yeah. it. That means that means it's meant. It's, this is for you. This All is right. for you. At, go, let's go back to Shanti's question. Yeah, go ahead, I Shanti. did have a clip that I wanted to play because I think it was. I I think I still play it. I won't play it right now. But the if, the day after his death, I do want to point out that it was announced um, that he was scheduled to meet with the LAPD chief and police commissioner to to discuss stopping gun gun and gang violence. And the meeting still went on without him. It was a partnership between him and Rock Nation, Jay-Z's company. Um, and there is a clip of the police officer um, reading Nipsey's request for the meeting. So we'll play that now. Emails yesterday, and I found the original email requesting uh, from um, Nipsey and Rock Nation, um, requesting to me to set up meeting with the chief, and uh, I'm going to read it to you. Uh, this was dated February <clears throat> February 26th. Our goal is to work with the department to help improve communication, relationships, and work towards changing the culture and dialogue between LAPD and the inner city. We want to hear about your new programs and your goals for the department, as well as how we can help stop gang violence and help you help kids. So it takes time to set up meetings. We did. We set up for um, yesterday. And the chief called me on Sunday and uh, told me this was 15 minutes after that uh, that Nipsey Hussle had been uh, assassinated and murdered. This horrible thing happened one day before we were going to have this meeting. Why couldn't we have had the meeting the day before instead of the day after? So the meeting will happen. It will happen when uh, when uh, Rock Nation and and Nipsey's family will come together. And I promise you, whether um, from the upper levels of this or from the bottom level of this, that um, I want to help do what he wanted to do. And he wanted us to do that. Um, so what came first for you? Was was it the love of his music and then you found out just the, the quality of person he was or... How did right. you even find out about him? All right, so I found out about Nipsey through my through my younger brother. Um, 
Yep, my younger brother put me on um, like 11 years ago. I've been rocking with Nipsey for like 11 years. You know what I'm saying? Wow. He put me on the Nipsey back in like 08. How old was Kidani? Um, like 12? Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, he was young. Yeah, he's like 12, yeah. 12, 13. 13, my bad, yeah, 13. Wow. 13, yeah, he was like 13 years old. But like, you know, he I'm his older brother, so... Oh, he gonna take credit for him being cool. Okay, next. Go nah, and, uh, it's not, not. It's not even that. It's just like, yo, he he was into the things I was into. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he know the he know the the kind of energy. So he found Nipsey and he put me on. And, he, and um, what I what what I fell in love with, you know what I'm saying, was, oh, of course it was his music first. You know what I'm saying? Um, what about it? It was gangster as fuck. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it, like the Nipsey y'all see now is not the Nipsey from back in the day. Right. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really he didn't really like rap about, you know, real estate and 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 investing in his community and everything. You know what I'm saying? He rapped he rapped about some hardcore like crip gangbang and shit, you know what I'm saying? And and I can relate to that. You know what I mean? I you know, I grew up, you know, running the streets in in, in Queens and Brooklyn, you know, part of the same thing. You know what I mean? So that's what that's what drew me to it, you know what I mean? Um and it was just the whole energy behind it when he when he did um I wish y'all could see the smile on his yeah. face right now. <laughs> Yo, it's just it's energy, you know what I'm saying? When he did um when he did Hustle in the House, like that was like his first like breakout hit. But before that, I was I was rocking with Nip. When he was doing when he had um when he did Strap, um, when he did Burn on My Lap, uh um Line It Up, like that was the nip I, I I fuck with, you know what I mean? Um, through that. And then um over the years um, he just kind of progressed, you know what I mean, naturally. And as any real nigga should, you know what I'm saying? You should definitely progress. Oh, and by the way, can I say this real quick? Please. Just like a little little sidebar or whatever. Everybody be talking about what a real nigga is, all right? Let me, let me tell you what a, what, what doesn't make <laughs> I love you. you. That's a fact. Like, let me tell you what, 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 makes a, what, what doesn't make a real nigga, you know, you're not a real nigga if you just sell drugs. Wait, put the mic by your mouth. Yeah, you're not a, you're not a real nigga if you sell just because you sell drugs or be, or because like you fuck mad you know mad with a lot of women or or you, like you you know what I'm saying or you kill people that doesn't make you a real nigga like a real nigga is somebody who's honest with himself. You know what I'm saying? He he's honest with himself. He holds he holds himself accountable. You know what I mean? He he holds his people accountable. Um, he's honest with the people that that's around him. You know what I'm saying? He's true to himself, and like, you know, that, those that's the kind of thing that 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 I think make make a real nigga. When you when you got integrity, mm. you know what I'm saying? And you don't have to be in the street to be a real nigga. You could be, you could work at, um, you know, you could drive the bus or something, or work in education like myself, Silicon Valley. You know what I'm saying? Like as, as long as you Silicon just being... Valley, I'm a real nigger in Silicon Valley. <laughs> Getting my tech life there goes on. My I'm troll. really right. great apps and opportunities for also other real niggers. No, but niggers, you can't say niggers. That then you're not a real nigger. You just went niggers. too far because you know what I'm saying. It's like somebody who just stays true to his word. You know what I mean? Like you, you tell your homeboy, I got, I, I love you, or whatever. Or I got your back or something. Stay true to that. Yeah. That's what makes you a real nigger, and that's the thing that connected them. Who's not afraid to grow? Right, he wasn't. He was wasn't not at all. Stagnant. He wasn't stagnant at all, mm-hmm. and like. For me, like in this, in the same way, like I grew up with Nip in that sense, because right around that time, um, I was still you know running the streets or whatever. And then like, it's just so funny. Like there's there's so many parallels between 
you know, me and Nip, like, he comes from an immigrant family. Right. I come from an immigrant family. Um, you know, he's a father at the time. You know, he was a, he was a father at the time. Um, you know, he, you know, ran the streets, you know, he's gangbanging or whatever. Um, you know, he was into, he eventually became into, like, you know, real estate and, like, business and all these different things. Um, he has a lot, he has, he got vision, like, like, I, I, I pride myself on, 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 you know, on having that kind of vision as well. You know what I'm saying? I just haven't had, I just haven't had the resources to execute my vision yet, but like, it's, 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 it's in coming. the plans that was coming. You know what I'm saying? So, um. Why were, why, can you, cause when people talk about gangbanging and running the streets, yeah. I feel like, I, I think a lot of the people, I, I, I guess I go back to my family um, just because I can hear them being like, well, why was he doing that? That's not good. But I feel like they don't understand when you have a lack of resources and like just what that does to your life. Like being from an immigrant family, having a lack of resources, maybe having a ton of people living in the same damn bedroom, like what you have, like you don't have it. So now I got to go get it. Right. I mean, like, can you speak to that? Yeah. Cause I don't, I didn't live that life. Part of it is it's survival. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're just in survival mode. You know what I mean? And and I, go ahead. But I, you know, I I I'm just gonna play the devil's advocate because mm-hmm. most immigrant families coming here, first generation, second generation, third generation, mm-hmm. and they they don't have the resources and they are living in a in a you know bedroom. The 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 act of violence or mm-hmm. like being involved with violence and perpetuating that is not mm-hmm. the same dynamic as people in black skin in America like Asians Latinos us they they have the same the, that immigrant story is the same but the propensity to become violent to gang bang is mm-hmm. not the same latinos do especially in, especially in like um the west coast that that is a thing and i don't right. want to i don't, don't want it to i want to be very clear i wasn't trying to say that immigrant families and i'm not saying that you're saying that no, either i just i just no. want to be real clear that that's not what i was and I, I'm I don't not want all, to... and you know not all black people that don't have resources are violent you know right, it's, it's exactly. all it's 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 dynamic in that way but like i think and I guess we can, th- this also connects to Eric Holder and everything that you're talking about. Um, like the trauma or the conditioning or the mentality or the, what is quote unquote success, successful or what makes you a real man or a real nigga or OG or whatever. That, mm-hmm. that narrative is, is, seems to be different for young black males in impoverished spaces in ways that are different than, let's say, their immigrant can- counterparts that have the same lack of resources. A Punjabi and I think young was, male, or yeah, I think Korean Nipsey male. was so so beautiful. Or why I was I'm so impressed by him and sad that he's gone is like he kind of saw that that. And I like that you're using that word, um, Tristan. That energy gap, or like that that evolvement, that like. You can and you will elevate yourself starting with how you think, starting with having your perception of things 
most importantly, yourself change so that you can change the dynamic of your life outside of just gangbanging, outside of just selling drugs, outside of being a rapper, outside of being, an, being athlete. an athlete. And I mean, I don't know, I don't know how that happened to him or how he got that kind of perspective or what what was instilled in him that well that he said he, he took like, a trip oh, shit, to this Eritrea. Is, this is real. Say that again. I didn't. He hear said he shit. took a trip to Eritrea. And when that he was really, older, though, right? When he was Not, eighteen, it, but that was around a time when he started to switch. Yeah, and make that. Change. I was, I was listening to um, Ti's response. He was on some um, news thing, and you know, he was just going in and saying like, because people are in these impoverished spaces, and because there's so much trauma, and because violence is attached to like, you know. Um, success or like manhood in so many ways people are people are like fucked up and they're vibrating at a lower level and as people try to evolve or folks are evolving there's like this reaction or this insecurity that takes place and I just want to talk to you Tristan and and, and figure out like in your development mm-hmm. even in your own personal life like yeah, maybe you're not you don't have all the resources, you're not able to buy all of those things, but do you do you see that play out in your own personal life of how you and your involvement other people have responded to that and you see other people that are still kind of like, you know, um attached to this or maybe there's jealousy involved, I don't know, like what 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 do you think just about that idea of people's energy or people how people think and so, and how we as a community kind of um can hold each other down or pull each other back or like call even destroy each other because of it. Yo, it's it's crazy because it's all about your experiences. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got everybody have different experiences and, and sometimes um if you have a lack of experiences, you, you get stuck. You know, um me coming from Trinidad, I already had a, pers- a a different perspective on things. I already seen something different. How old were you when you came? I came here when I was eleven. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, so I already had a different pers- perspective on on just life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I didn't grow up rich or anything, but like I didn't I didn't grow up like um, like poor. You know what I'm saying? Like, but poor poor in in Trinidad is different than poor up here. So. Right. I, that's that's a whole whole other conversation. Perspective. You know what I'm saying? Um so I already had like perspective. A lot of a lot of times like, you know, black Americans, they don't have perspective cuz this this is all they know. They haven't been anywhere else. So I was I was I guess I was kind of blessed in that sense like I had perspective. Um for like the earlier part of my life, my father was a, he was he was in my life, you know what I'm saying? Um and that's probably the like the one hope, the one thing that kind of saved me because he kind of gave me the foundation of like education of like reading, you know what I'm saying. So like that was that was always a part of me, you know what I'm saying. Even though um, I was kind of thrown to the wolves up here, you know what I'm saying. When I came first came up here, I lived in Southside, Southside Jamaica Queens, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Um, and then eventually I moved to Brooklyn, but I I just kind of like I was kind of thrown into the, in, in, into that the, the into the American experience, you know what I'm saying. Um, and can you describe that American experience? Well, f- for me, um, 
it was a struggle. Like my mom was by herself for the most for the most part, like raising three kids. Um, like it's crazy, like how how Shanti said, like we shared one room. You know what I'm saying? Um, and us being in 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 that position, it was even harder because um, I didn't have I didn't have a green card. My mom didn't have a green card, but like somehow we figured out a way. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So like that's that's another layer of like right. of being disadvantaged. You know what I'm saying? Black Americans, at least they have a they green card. They can walk card. into a store and get a job. They easily. can get a job. You understand what I'm saying? And that's I hate to say it, but like it's privilege. We, like as it's privilege. You know what I'm saying? And like uh, and people coming from like different countries, they don't understand. And it's like yo, y'all got free education, y'all got free this, free that. Like why y'all not taking advantage of this shit? I don't understand it. In, in Trinidad, you got to pay for everything. Your, your education is not free. You got to pay for everything. So then what do you think it is? Like, now that you are who it's you are now, but now who you are, what you are now, Do you feel, are there people that you had to leave behind? Are there people that you feel like are, were gunning for you or feeling like, who, who does he think he is now? Um, like an Eric Holder? You know what? Like, you know, just talk to, just to kind of circle back on energy again. I'm big on that. I trust my instincts. You know what I'm saying all the time, whether they were right or wrong. I always trust them. You know what I'm saying. So like, if I if I get a certain vibe from somebody, eh, I'm I'm gonna keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying. Or if I feel like, oh, you we on the same you on the same wavelength. You know what I'm saying. I, I feel your vibe. I can rock with you. So I've always just kind of relied on that. I see. You know what I'm saying. So. Um, I I definitely separate myself from from people from certain people, and it's just like yo, I read your, I can read your heart. You know what I'm saying? Is that the advice you would give to to folks growing up in these kind of? Because Nipsey, it wasn't like Eric Holder was in his crew, right? He was in his neighborhood trying to give back, which we will talk about later in terms of like, what do you do when you quote unquote made it? And you're, you know, you get all this flack for not giving back to your community for this. You know, yeah. all these athletes, they they get up and leave. But then, like, you know, DJ Envy and Charlemagne were talking about, like, the most threats that they have against them are of their people in their own community. Which is why they're like, I when I show up to certain places, I have bodyguards with me. Um, I'm going to say this, right? About Nip, specifically. Um... Nip, he, he was on a mission, and nobody was getting going to get in the way of that mission. Like, yeah. but somebody got in the way. Somebody. So did, what do you do? Somebody did get in the way, but like, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. He was on a mission. Like, he was going to be there, like win, lose, or draw. I see. And that's the kind of nigga he was. He was ready to be have that sacrifice. He he was like, that's the kind of nigga he was. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I res, I respect him so much for that. You know what I'm saying? It could it it it, it you know. It could have went a different way if, if certain people were there, like his brother, like, you know, like what his brother was saying, you know what I mean? But Nip was like, he's like, win, lose, or draw. Like, I'm I'm, I'm here. This is where I'm from. This is what I'm doing. This is how I can sleep at night. Right. Like, and he was there. You know what I'm saying? So, But taking him out of it, what, speaking to the more general idea of it, of folks feeling, feeling this kind of discomfort course and dis ease within their communities what do we do it's because uh, it was frustrating to me like immediately 
I was mad at myself because I immediately went to the conspiracy theory of no way anybody from his neighborhood would do this. Right. He was too loved. Right. It's this Dr. CB documentary, which we didn't even talk about. He was doing a documentary on Dr. CB. That's a fact. If you don't know who Dr. CB is, look that shit up because we don't have time to talk. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast today yeah <laughs> but like doing this documentary where this dude you was basically about to take down the phar- pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. right so i'm immediately like i gotta blame it on the man i gotta blame it on the government i gotta i gotta make sense of this in my head because it would be too devastating for me to believe that someone that looks like us did this i'm sorry but we're gonna have to go into this conspiracy theory a little bit you know what i'm saying you believe it no 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 like let me let me say this. Let me let me let me give my little take on on the conspiracy, you know, like, but on a on a deeper level though. And, and I'm gonna talk about Nip one more time, like, and, and I'm gonna quote his lyrics. You know what I'm saying? He talked about the code in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. He decoded the Matrix. And he spoke a different language. He said he sounded like a different language, something to that effect. Like niggas like Nip is not supposed to be doing what he was doing. No, he didn't look the part. He didn't sound no, the part. No, no, not at all. Not at all. So like. When you talk about you talk about the media and everything, you know what I'm saying? The media has a narrative. And that narrative is that niggas like him, they don't do what do what he does. Because if he changes and changes the narrative, they don't they don't got a villain no more. If you got if you got a thousand niggas like Nip doing what he's doing with his focus, with his with his dedic- with his dedication, with his vision. That changes the whole narrative. It empowers people. It empowers in. people. And like, you see how powerful that is? You change the narrative. And it was changing the narrative. Like, he 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 decoded the matrix. I hear he that. He broke that shit. I you know what I'm saying? That. And that's just one part. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's just one part. You know, as far as like, you know, as far as that goes. And that's, that's that. I feel like to a degree that kind of make, makes him a target. Because he's changing that narrative. But when you change that, when you change that narrative now, you know what I'm saying? Here's what happens: the whole system collapses. Because guess what? Police they need they need people to arrest. Right. They need a villain. Right. They if there's no villain, if there's no bad guy, police can't work. Lawyers can't work. Judges is out of business. The media has nothing make to report too on. Off, too much money off of prison. Right. Prisons out of out of out of business. You know what I'm saying? Like changing changing the narrative is. It's, it's 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 their bottom line. That's their narrative. But do you, you think that happened with Nipsey? Not necessarily, but like he he's a he's a um he's a part of it because he's changing the narrative. But I'm talking about in his death. 
No, no. Nah. Eric Holder. No, um, I don't know exactly. How, I can't how really we make sense of that right now with with the information that we have. I hear you on that because I'm sure Nipsey had a couple targets on his back because yeah. what his last tweet was what something along and like, having strong enemies is a blessing. Is a That's blessing. What he said. That was his last tweet. So I'm sure that he had bullseyes on his back from a bunch of different, whether it was a real estate mogul that wanted that space or whoever yeah. it was. You see, you see what I'm saying? That was yeah. like, why is this dude coming in here buying stuff? That's a fact. But for it to be Eric fucking Holder, who grew up in this neighborhood, who just shook the man's hand. Yeah. How do we, as black Americans, as... Uh, Trinidadians, like, how do we as people of color make sense of this? What doesn't make sense about it? I mean, I it doesn't. It just it seems see like a so setup. Is that what you're saying? And devastating to me that this person who was doing so much, like Malcolm X's death. I'm Elijah more, Muhammad was a part of Malcolm X's death. Like, exa- that's what I'm about to say. That is like. Devast it's so deflating. You know, when like when, some, when it's your it be your own people. It be your own niggas, goddamn. Like how like that was a thing that that and, see, and the the fact that I had to rationalize it in my head that it was somebody else. Like when I mean, how did you feel like when I found out I was with my mom in front of my sister and I just scrolled on Instagram and yeah. was like <gasps> But here's the thing though, here's a twist. <sighs> Even if we talk about this conspiracy theory, right? They're never gonna send somebody that doesn't look like you. I hear, I hear that. Never. They're always gonna send somebody that looks like you. You understand what I'm saying? But it's the person so, that looks like you that agrees to do that. Right. That's like, exactly. Still and, a that, and, and 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 you know, and that's if and that, you, you know believe in the biblical story. Judas was you know killed Jesus was betrayed. Yeah, I guess Jesus. that's nothing so it's, new. It's not. That, it's not surprising to me. I mean, the people that hurt us the most in our own personal lives and violate us the most are normally the people closest to us. So that's not... Uh, but my thing cr- is, what do we do? What do we do? All right, so um, as far as... I, I, I can't really... I, I'm not going to speak on, on on the Nipsey situation when it comes to this. This is just right, like this a is general... This is more general... This right. is more like a general, general, general thing, right? So um, I read... The Prince by uh, Machiavelli, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, one thing he spoke about was like, you know, in order to be a, a good leader, you know, you have, you got to be kind, of course, but you got to, you got to know when not to be kind. And, and if, 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 if there's something that can possibly bring you harm, you got to snuff it out. And that doesn't necessarily mean like. Is that how he wrote it? It's like, <laughs> like no, no, that's I not how you. that's not how he wrote it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> great. These niggas I start tripping on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that nigga and, dead. And, you got dead that nigga. And that you know, like for regular people out there, that could just mean something as simple as cutting somebody off. No, no, this not, is perfect. Not, Say it cut the that way nigga we off speak. It. Cut them off. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't fuck with them no more, right. or, or her, yeah, for that matter. You know, you know what, what I'm saying? It, it, but well, we let them finish. No, we're let not superhuman, though. No, no, we're not. We're not. But like, I we're not mean, superhuman. But you know, but we, we talk about how we how do we deal with things like this, right? And it's like, like I said, this is something in general. I'm not really like speaking to the, the Nipsey situation. Disclaimer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can't be too kind to everybody. You know what I'm saying? You got to be kind to like a certain group of people, or like what he said. He said, um, 
He's what did he say? Something about um, he's getting more success, so the circle's getting smaller. Yeah, no, he said. Oh, and Ava DuVernay, like yeah. she, 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 she called it back his that, lyrics yeah. to him. Yeah. He said, "Circle get." He said, "Everybody can't come. Circle yeah. getting smaller." Yeah. You know what I mean? And that and that's real. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of people might say, "Oh, that's that's insecurity." Like, but it's well, that brings us back to this question then. You know, when he gets on, is he gonna leave your ass for a white girl? When you get on, are you gonna move out of the out of the community and you just tap in when it's safe or when you know you you're supporting them from afar? I mean, I I think nah. I I always think about Kendrick Lamar because like I would be devastated. I guess Kendrick oh Lamar God. is to is to me what who Nipsey is to you. Maybe not. You love Kendrick Lamar too. Tristan. Yeah, I, I fuck with Kendrick like, too. You know, know what I'm saying? saying? You do. You we, love. Him. You ain't seen him you know, at the concert. We, we was out, yo. I was every lyric. What you mean? So I'm like, I fuck with Kendrick too. Like, come on, so get it right. Don't put me I don't out know there who like you that. Love more, but <laughs> I, I just feel like Kendrick is from Compton, similar LA, similar stories. Like, to Pimp mm-hmm. a Butterfly is all about him being fucked up because. He has like, um, what is it called? Like a survivor's remorse. Yeah. You know, like, yo, I'm out. But I was just reading an a interview. He's like, I'm out, but I have people that are still getting shot back home. I have my family still struggling. And here I am in these spaces that I don't even feel comfortable in. I don't, I don't even feel like I belong here. I have all this money and it's like ripping me apart and it's causing me to be deeply depressed. What? So- so what, what you, but what also you, the work what, that he's creating and the stories that he is telling. And I'm pretty sure probably he supports and gives back to his hood. I even read that like he go he still goes around there and still chills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't I don't know why his story, even though everything is parallel, there's not the same risk or it didn't turn out the same way or like <sighs> You think he's more protected than unless like local? Because I feel like um, Nipsey was a neighbor, you know, more right. beyond just like an idol or somebody that you look up for, an untouchable um, no, they say he uh, just used star. To he was like a yeah. neighbor. He was like in the hood. He was like out there. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? So he, be, you know, he was closer so people could become, felt like they could grab onto him. Well, in all the ways, good and bad. Just once again, like you know, speaking for like I can't really speak for Nipsey, but like from what I saw, Nip, like I said before, like he he was just on a mission. Like he he's like, yo, this is where I'm at. This is this is what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for my I'm here for my for my people. I'm here for my community. You know what I'm saying? But, he could have he could have. But like, your community I, then kills you, like. Right. I know. What if it was you? Take take Nipsey out of it. We know what Nipsey was there to do. Well, what if I it do? It was you, and you got you bought a whole building, flipped it, sold it for a couple mil. You still living in Flatbush? So here's the thing, right? For me With personally, your family. Now listen. Let me let me say. So like, it's a it's a difference between being smart and being pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, in my experiences. 
if if there's like if I see two dudes in front of me, disclaimer: pussy does not mean weakness. He's just using that as a figure of speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta put the you know you gotta be PC. God damn it! Is. <laughs> you got it. No, we no, know oh, no, 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 like, no, 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 no. I don't feel like seeing these fucking like weak black men. Yeah. These goddamn DMs. I don't, I don't mean it like that. Sorry, sorry, ladies. You this know, conditioning I'll, is conditioned. Please excuse him. Please not excuse me. Like I don't. You're you know, fine. Please excuse me. I don't. No disrespect. We know what you meant. No disrespect. Um, you fucking bitches and like no, you no, no, money. no, 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 no. I, I love, I love. First of all, I love pussy, p- pussy power. Like let me say that, pussy I power. Said, oh, I love pussy. Pussy, <laughs> pussy. What was that shit? Was that shit that uh, Issa Rae was said? Um, uh, she was singing in the mirror. She was um, some pussy. Oh yeah, on insecure. Yo, insecure, yeah. I don't know what pocket girl. pussy or yeah, something like pocket that. Pussy, pocket pussy, pocket like- pussy, like. <laughs> God, you know what I'm saying? Shout out um, to Issa Rae. Yeah, shout out but to Issa. Go Issa-ray. ahead. There's a difference between weakness and what? Right. There's a difference between weakness and like, um, I guess being <laughs> being smart or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? But but basically, what I'm trying to say is like, yo, if if there's two dudes in front of me, I'm about to get into a fight with. I I might fight them. You know what I'm saying? I might fight two dudes, you know what I'm saying? I've done it before. I fought two dudes before, like, you know what I'm saying? I came out, I was all right. There's no way to de-escalate that? I mean, sometimes, fighting. it depends. Like, if, if it's already serious. If it's already happening, like, what you going to do? Like, you know? And, you know, I, I, I've, been in, I've been in scuffles where, with me and my niggas where it's like, it's like 4 and 12. We coming out on top. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't trying to brag on them. But anyway, um... Now, if it's like three dudes, it's like, all right, it's fight, or, fight or flight starts to kick in. Now, you, now, it would be dumb of you to like try to fight three dudes, you know what I'm saying? So I'm out of there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not doing that. So I, in, in, in a situation like that, I'm going to be smart. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, you're out of there. You're not staying in Flatbush. I'm not, I'm, not saying I'm, 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 I'm not saying I'm out of there, but let me finish my thought. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is like sometimes you got to move smart. You got to change the way you move a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can still be in the hood. You just gotta you gotta move a little move a little different. You know what I'm saying? And I can't speak for anybody else. I can't tell anybody else what to do. But like for myself, like I'll just move a little different. You know what I'm saying? Um just, I'll just move a little different, man. It's, like, it's interesting because there's you know what, with Jazz, Jazz really our girlfriend, um, she really likes to be around like she doesn't like fancy things. She likes like run down, fucked up, raggedy, really raggedy, just classless. Really she like that classless, energy, man. Disgusting place. She like that energy. <laughs> she is a you know you just a jerk. So, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And that like, explains why. Sometimes if I'm with her and we're in these spaces and I feel the energy that and she's not like she isn't even putting out music right now. Like she's writing for people. Yeah, but that celebrity still attracts an energy that makes me very nervous. And all of a sudden, I'm just so cognizant of everyone around us, of everyone around her. And I just think, it could possibly be someone in here that wants what you have. Right. And are, is just willing to do whatever they can to get it. And that's good, though. It's good to keep that. You should never she, lose that. But she doesn't have it. And it scares me shitless. Nah, you got you to gotta have some kind of gaze or some kind of compass. You got to feel it. You have to feel it. That that kind of I won't call it paranoia, but that kind of awareness you need it. That's how you keep your senses. That's a, and that makes me sad that we have to do that within our own community. It is, but it's, it's deflating. It's um, I, I don't like. It's like 
I wanted to ask both of you how you felt when he passed. I just felt this sense of sorrow and disappointment. And like when I say deflated, I felt my like something concave in like in yeah. me. And I was like, I'm not even somebody that walks around listening to Nipsey Hussle's music, mm-hmm. but I respected who he was. Mm-hmm. And I he was in his Jesus year, he was mm-hmm. a young man, loving his woman, had a daughter, has a son, definitely helped take care of Lauren London's yep. other son. And was, I thought, doing everything that Tupac wanted to do and was on fact. the path to, like, Jay-Z status. Of, fact. like, being this man. Like, I mean, the Dr. CB documentary just knocked me out. Like, he just blew me away with so many things that he was into. Because I would judge him, too. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I'm surprised that you're into a Dr. CB. Like, mm-hmm. And I had to check myself. Right. And then it was like, you know... Him and Lauren London did an interview, and he was like, oh, it's the last book that we read, babe. And she was like, oh, um, Sacred Woman by Queen of Fua. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Like, what's going on? What? He, he, he decoded He wasn't matrix. saying he pussy, say, Tristan. You he up. was saying Yoni, okay? <laughs> yeah, he was saying, saying he Yoni, wasn't not saying pussy. Yodi. Okay? Oh, I see. Shut up. But I'm just saying, like, it just was, it's just, I want, I love, I love our people. Like, there's, Shanti and I have said, like, we're very clear that there's no other space we want to occupy in this world than, like, black and brown spaces. They're the best spaces. It's the best. Best But then it's also filled with so much sorrow and self-sabotage. And I I just didn't know how to make right of that in my heart. And I still don't right now. Well, Shanti, how did how did you feel when I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you speak first? Yeah, Shanti actually God. told me. I think right when Internet told me, she was on the phone like, <laughs> tell him talk to me about something, and she wasn't really paying attention to the conversation. Was scrolling. She was like, oh, Nipsey Hussle died, and I oh was my like, God, what? yeah, I found out with you on the phone. Yeah, I was like, what? And then I got off the phone, and I and I. And I looked. I had to confirm who Nipsey Hussle was. I was like, no, no, no. And then I had to confirm. Because I I didn't listen to his music. The only, you know, time I followed him is like the pictures that came up with Lauren London. The one photo that was a big meme where he was like staring at her real lovingly. She's like looking away, smiling. You know, that was my extent. And I knew about his mixtape, his marketing Um thing that he he had done so that that's all I knew of him but like still I was sad yeah. right you know like if Jada Kiss was killed I don't follow him I know of him I remember him he's part of my growing up but I would be sad if, if anybody dies right within our community I'm like fuck why yeah. why did that why um, right. and then the more that I learned about him the more devastating it's yeah. becoming the more the more um, the more proud of him mm-hmm. and the life mm-hmm. that he did lead. I that, felt, and I felt especially sad um, about Lauren London, yeah. and like, yeah, you know, she's still here, yeah, and her babies are still here, and wherever he is, um, he's kind of relieved of. Hopefully, he's relieved of like. You this know, burden stresses, but she's still here, and she she is alone. Yeah. Right. I just can't. I can't imagine um, how how she feels. And I was just like in prayer for her as well. Right. I, I mean, 
for me, it was, um, first of all, like, he, Nip, Nip was a man. Like, Nip, like, that, he always said that, like, you respect me as a man. So, like, that's that's the first thing that hit me, you know what I'm saying? Then, as a father, like, that that hit me, you know what I'm saying? He was a father. You know, he he was committed in his relationship with his with his lady. That hit me. But the thing that two the two things that, that hit me the most was like the work he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like How did was, it hit you? Like Really, what happened? I mean, I couldn't even I couldn't even talk about it the first night. I couldn't I, I could not even talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Without like breaking down. Like I felt like I lost a brother. You know what I'm saying? Like here, here, here we here here's Nipsey where he he represents every he represents what success looks like for like for a nigga like me. You know what I'm saying? Like coming from where he came from, we like similar backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? Him him doing the work that society didn't expect he would be doing. Which, like, I'm doing myself. I'm doing the work in a different way. Like, I didn't see myself, like, you know, educating kids. But, like, I've always had that that education as my foundation. So I came back to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always been into, you know what I'm saying, reading books and educating myself. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't graduate high school right straight out. You know what I'm saying? It took me, like, a year or two just to catch up on, on classes or whatever. But that's beside the point. You know what I'm saying? But... That's what hit hit me the most, you know what I'm saying? Like he was doing the work. The work that we that Pac talked about, like you said earlier, you know what I'm saying? He he was everything Pac talked about. Yeah. He was doing the work. He was uplifting his community. He came back to his community. Um, you know, with, with the Vec, Vector 90, um, with the with with the real estate, with um he even had a even had a um a marijuana strain, Marathon OG. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um with hair bundles, like, like you, you, you care about your community. You know what it is, like you know what I'm saying. You know the, you know, you know the sisters out here need their bundles. You know what I'm saying, like <laughs> you know. So like, he gonna provide the service. And like, but how did you feel? Like, I, I, felt, I really want to. I really, if you can, yeah. Like, did you cry? I, Why did you cry? I cried because Nip, Nip was, he was my inspiration to. You know what I'm saying? To some extent, you know what I'm saying? Because when whenever I, I whenever I was in a place where I needed some kind of uplifting or something, like I listened to Nip. You know what I mean? And and it was so relatable because, you know, I I watched his growth. You know what I'm saying? I watched his growth, man, and like and I I I've grown in the same way. So I see I saw a lot of myself in Nipsey. I feel like Maybe oh, so. I, on the Uber ride here, yeah. a man saw me scrolling and still watching interviews of him, and he was like, "That shit fucked me up." Yeah, and we were just talking in the pool, and because um, I still take Uber pool, I ain't got no money. <laughs> and so um, he was talking about how he cried, mm-hmm. and that, and I kept asking him, "Well, how did you f- like what what not?" And he just kept talking about Nipsey, and I was like, "But that pain, like that." Those tears that you had, I'm curious to know how he triggered, how his death, what that triggered in you. Because it's in you. And I feel like there's a lot of men, men period, and definitely people of color, 
and definitely poor people, just disenfranchised people in general who walk around with this suppressed pain and they don't have, and they they don't necessarily have a way to express it. So they might listen to music they relate to, but I'm just like, did you see your, did you have to deal with your own mortality with Nipsey's death? Like, what did you feel like there? I don't know. Did you feel like, damn, am I going to get out? A lot. Like, what was it? Like, I'm not a man. I don't... Yeah, for for me, it wasn't... I wasn't thinking about it, like, from, like, mortality. It was more so, like, out of love. Mm. Like, you know, Nip loved his people, and that's why he did the work. And I, I can't speak for anybody else. I can only speak for myself. But for me, that's the work I, that's the work I do. Like, that's the work I want to do. Mm-hmm. I, I cried out of love for Nipsey. Now, I didn't think about myself dying or anything like that. That's you know good. what I'm saying? Um, but it's out of love, and like I think that's what connects with a lot of people. Like I seen, I seen one interview where somebody was like, "I mean, I didn't. I just kind of started listening to his music, but I seen, you know, I saw everything that he was doing, mm-hmm. and like that broke their heart because it's like this man is literally doing the work, man. Mm-hmm. Everything that we talk about is black people investing in our community, building up our community. Like we talk about that all the time, coming together. Um, like, just like other, you know, people from other ethnicities do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We talk about coming together and, and like, really building something. He was doing it. Yeah. Here is this, 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 this gang-banging-ass nigga from 60s, mm-hmm. like, and he's doing the work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? And that, and it's that kind of, and, and on top of that, he was just a genuine dude, man. He's genuine, and people could feel that. That's another thing that. That's another reason why people connected with with Nip, because he was genuine. Mm-hmm. That's that's that that crosses that crosses your race. That crosses your your financial status. Yeah, people can feel that. People can feel that when you're genuine. That's why everybody fuck with Nip. And I I I didn't mention this before, but like in the in 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 the beginning of Nipsey's career, like in, in earlier on, he did a lot of um. He did a lot of music with East Coast artists. He yeah. was in my hood. Wow. He was in my hood on, on he was in my hood in Flatbush. You know what I'm saying? Back in like 08, 09. You know what I'm saying? He was in the hood. He, and he actively did a lot of music with Bloods purposely. Like he he talked about that. Like, nah, we I'm just trying to make sure that everybody know that this love, this music thing, we ain't got a beef. Like it's not about that. It's just genuine. You know what I'm saying? He's a genuine dude. Like I said, that that transcends everything. You know what I'm saying? And, and look at YG. YG's heartbroken, yes. son. Yeah, he is. He's heartbroken. That blood, like, that shows you like, yo, that when blood. When you have cri- bloods, crips, and the police department That's all more than you, you know you were special. That's a fact. Like, you know what I'm saying? The police department is mourning the loss of him. They, they, yeah, they, they are. I mean, I take that with a grain of salt. Right. But, like, but at least, I'm actually really shocked at the type of coverage that Nipsey's been getting. Yeah. Because I was expecting them to vilify him. And I'm glad to see that that's not necessarily what's happening. Everyone's talking about the good that he did. Yeah, because he was a real nigga. He is a man yeah. of his word. And that's really all, all it takes to be a real nigga. You're just genuine. Yeah. You don't got to be gangster. You don't got to be, you know what I'm saying, all, all these other things that people talk about. What, I would what, argue what, makes... what he was doing was gangster. And that's, rolling that's, up in these board meetings, being like, "What's up?" Yeah, that's gangster, you know. And, and like, that's ill. That's the that's yeah. the ill thing about it, man. Like, Shanti, you got anything more before we um, go to the 
did we talk about like the mental health aspect that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I just think I think it's a it's convoluted and a slippery slope when you talk about like black people's liberation and we think that our liberation comes from like economic equality and you know yeah, economic like um, growth, and then by no means that is true. I definitely think that is a part of it, but I think for Black Americans, Black Americans in particular, Black men in particular, um, the legacy of trauma, the legacy of breaking spirits, the legacy of breaking families, the legacy of destroying black bodies intentionally publicly is is traumatic and it's fucked people up and no money no upward mobility nothing can take away from the importance of the accountability of of folks i think black women have really taken that taking the lead with that and we're really running with it and I think we're we're doing the work of talking about self self love self care you know generational curses going to therapy talking amongst each other doing the work of supporting each other and I think another wonderful contribution that Nipsey's death is offering us is the opportunity to be like people are fucked up black yeah. men are Fucked up. Eric Holder, I, I just don't think the idea of him being jealous uh, I actually and being, think having a crab a apple mentality is what led him to do that. Um, I think he's a, 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 a hurt person, a fucked up person. Why? Why yeah. is he that way? Just because that's just his nature? You know? No, I think that there are issues that need to be uncovered, and I think... I don't know if that was part of Nipsey's rhetoric. I don't know if that he was talking about, of people, black men having to heal, black men having to talk about, you know, all the weight and the internal stuff that's going on inside of them. But um, I think this is an opportunity for us to talk about it and for us to figure out what can be done. And I think be before, I don't know if it's after, during, beyond, I don't know, but... Somehow that has to be in the forefront alongside economic um, enrichment that actually, you know, we our our souls are good. We're not depressed. We're not angry. We're not traumatized. We're not reactionary. Like, where was he coming from for him to do that? And then to kick his body like what? What's good with you? What's what happened? What happened? Between them. Like, what, what massacre happened inside of you to yeah. do that? Yeah. And, and why are we concerned equally with Eric? Like, why? Why? Why are we not with concerned Eric. with what's up, what's up with him? I mean, for me personally, maybe I shouldn't say this. I don't have no... I'm usually a very compassionate person. But right now, it's just too early to be compassionate towards Eric. For me. I don't have the I don't have the capacity for that right now. No. I want to definitely highlight what you're saying and I think it's a great segue into what I consider to be the takeaway. I was really moved by something surprisingly that Charlemagne the God said. 
because not I I mean um he said uh we cut our nose off to spite our face in our communities, and it's exhausting. It's very exhausting. I'm sad, I'm frustrated, I'm disappointed, and I'm scared. Because it's not just Nipsey. It happens too many times to too many of us. And it really makes you question whether or not we need to be, need to be on the front line in our communities at all. Because it seems like when you make it, anything that gives you some sort of celebrity or fame then turns into you becoming a target. Eric Holder is just the latest in a line of hurt people who hurt people. There's a lot of brothers who are simply in pain, and they keep redistributing that pain to people who look just like them. Eric Holder, you killing Nipsey is not going to kill your trauma. Whatever you were going through before you killed Nipsey has now multiplied by 100 and now you have the whole other, now you have a whole other set of problems and that's why i'm so big on dealing with your mental health and going to therapy and getting to the root of your internal issues because my brothers we've got to heal if we don't heal we're just going to have another generation of trauma and we'll pass it on as culture damn drop the mic whoa 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 and I was like, when he said that we have a bunch of traumatized ass people running around here, basically packaging that trauma and calling it culture, that shit hit. And I was like, whoa, you just hit the nail on the head. Like when we have all these people, like I'm being real, I'm talking about what goes on my community, I'm talking about that. I hear that, but we need to talk more about how we're going to heal those things. And we quote unquote think it's corny, but just like Shanti said, we're talking about economic growth. We're talking about ownership. We're talking about how we're kings and we're queens and how we, we need a seat at the table. We're doing all these things, but we're not talking about depression. We're not talking about generational trauma. We're not talking about sexual abuse with black men. We're not talking about neglect. We're, not, we're just not talking about it. There's a lot of things that happen to our men. You know, we protect our women. Women, you know, women and children first, right? But there are Black men and just men in general experience some of the same things that women do. And they have the same trauma. It's like, look at these priests with these little boys in the Catholic church. These little boys are, are experiencing trauma. I don't know. And then, you, then you, you conflate that with, you know, poverty. You conflate that with a broken family. With... It's a lot of stress, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, for me, when I was younger, when I was younger, my my outlet was was basketball. Like, mm. that's why it's so important to have an outlet. I feel like Nipsey's outlet was music. He used that as his outlet. You know what I'm saying? It's so important to have somewhat of a distraction from all the craziness. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember being like 13, no, four. I remember being like 14 years old. And, um, like, where I was living at the time, it wasn't the best place. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was stre- I was stressed out. Mm. I'm 14 at years 14. old. And, like, I poured all, all my frustration into basketball. Play ball. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what I would do, just to, like, distract myself from this. And, like, in a sense, that gave me, that gave me like, command and power over my situation. That, like, that empowered me. I gained confidence because of that. I would challenge you. And that's great. Yeah. But I would challenge you to take it a step further. And I don't know if you have or not, or every man, every person, 
to talk to somebody about it because while it might have been used the keyword distraction, doesn't mean that you've healed and dealt with the problem. You've empowered yourself and coped. That's something that, that my last therapist explained to me. She was like, you've empowered yourself and you found ways to cope with your trauma, which is good, but you haven't healed it. And so it keeps coming up from you in, in your life in different ways. So can I challenge you on that? Like real quick in the sense of like how you or who you talk to, mm-hmm. like sometimes talking could just be to your friends or definitely if you got that relationship with your parents, talk to your parents, talk to your friends, your siblings, you know what I'm saying? And in some cases your teachers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I, I always had like my closest friends that all 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 the friends I have now, we've been friends like for ten plus years. So like, you know, I was I was on the phone today chopping up with, with, with one of my homeboys. We've been friends since since I was like fifteen, you know what I'm saying? And and talked about a lot of different things and like I felt like that was therapeutic for him for for both of us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just having somebody to talk to is so important. Mm-hmm. Somebody that you can relate to. It's so important. I don't think I necessarily need like a, a clinical psychologist to to do that. It'll, it'll be good, but like if you have that outlet, that's amazing. If you got if you if you have that that trust and that comfort in a friend or somebody close to you, you know what I'm saying? Rely on that person to talk to. You know what I'm saying? If if you don't, then you know you gotta. Of course, you you. I would suggest that you go get some like professional therapy. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have that outlet, yeah. But we all need to talk, man. We all need to talk about talk about our stuff. I, I fully, I fully agree with that. We need to talk. We need to be able to express ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Part of my struggle too, um, you know, being an immigrant, like for a long time, I didn't have a green card, like so. Um, that was frustrating in itself. And do you feel comfortable? How long did you not have one? Oh, up until I was like, up until like five years ago. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and that was frustrating in itself. So, you know, I'll talk to my brother. I'll talk to my mother about that. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, I, I got through it. So, you definitely need somebody to talk to out here, man. Yeah. So, I, I completely agree with that. Shout out to you, Tristan. Shout out to you, Tristan. <laughs> Making it fucking happen, yo. Yo. Oh, well, I, I I I got to. You know what I'm saying? Well, what am I gonna do? Like cave to this shit? Nah, man. Like I'm too strong for that. Saying so, like, nah, I can't cave, man. Like I got. I'm the oldest of five, so like, who 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 are they gonna look up to? Like, nah, I'm I'm setting the tone. You know what I'm saying? I set the tone for my for, for my brothers and my sister. You know what I'm saying? So you got. I I I fully believe like I'm a leader. I'm a lead by example. So. I I I got I got too much to like, you know what I'm saying? Too much to, to too much going to like not not push forward, not push through through this shit. You know what I'm saying? And like, just talk just just speaking about like um, that redirection or, or distraction or whatever. Like, if you could find a way to redirect your energy and your frustration yeah. into something, like that's amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And turn it into a passion. It's even better. Yeah. So, you know, to everybody out there, like, try to, you know, find find your passion. You know what I'm saying? Find something that you're that you're passionate about. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of like whatever wherever it comes from, like, find a passion. You know what I'm saying? Find something that you love to 
hear that. Well, we usually actually, when we have guests, we make them answer our questions. But we're not gonna we, do that today. I don't know if you want. It's kind of off topic. Let, I want you to first. I want you to do Nipsey's thing. Come on, we, man. We, I want to run around with curls. Like oh I want. I want that. I well, want the treatment. Right, well, like Tristan had an idea that he wanted to give us the top five Nipsey tracks. Yeah, like uh, you gotta listen to these tracks if you a Nipsey fan. Yeah. Period. Point blank. Period. Oh, can you like? I remember you shouting me out like. A couple episodes ago what about my, my suggestion for yes. lemonade versus a seat at the table. You know what I'm saying? This is a person who <laughs> said to do that, y'all. You are so annoying. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jane's going to listen to this. And she, I know she just rolled her eyes outside her head. Yeah. I mean, you got give me my flowers while I'm here, man. Like, that's what they, everybody's that. saying, I want my flowers while I'm here. I you know? hear it. My I hear it. Shanti said that was a genius question, so shout out to you. Go ahead. T- put us on the Nipsey tracks, man. All right. So um, one of my favorite joints um, is from the, it's, it's on the, the Nip Hustle the Great. I think it's volume, um, volume one. It's called, yeah, volume one. It's called Change Tomorrow. That joint is, that joint is hard. Um, that joint is tough right there. I like. Um, We're gonna link all these. Yeah, yeah, definitely put that in the link. I like uh, off the off the victory lap. I like hustle and motivate. That joint is tough too. Uh, double up. That joint is tough. Yeah. Um, dedication. You already know that joint crazy. Victory lap is is tough. Um, ocean views. Can I? I'm gonna I talk, don't know that. Ocean views. Small circle. It's a chosen few. I wrote it down and I followed through. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole, the, the whole concept of, like, ocean views, like, that means, like, yo, you've, you've achieved a level of success to, like, to, to, to acquire a, an ocean view property. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, the deeper meaning behind that shit. Like, and that shit is so dope to me. Like, the metaphor behind that, like, ocean views, like, that means you chilling. You up in your crib. You know what I'm saying? You got an ocean view. Like, think about that. Like, just yeah. feel that picture. That you know what I'm saying? That's that's you. You you. That means you worked hard. That, that means you achieved. You achieved you achieve a lot. Got the payoff. You got your payoff. You, you got your ocean view. So that's tough. That's one of my favorite joints too. That's on Slow Some Boy too. Um, uh, a miracle from Mailbox Money. Um, Y'all better be writing this down. A hundred a show. Uh, for mailbox money as well, and we can take it back to like the, you know, in the be- in the beginning stage of like early nip, on um, bullets ain't got no name volume one and two. Isn't that crazy? Huh? Bullets ain't got no. Bullets name. ain't got. I know. It's kind of prophetic, right? Like, yeah. Shit, crazy. Um. But line it up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, These are too was- many for me to. To link now. I mean, that's cool. Now I'm you just, went too far. I'm just told my I shit. Said five. Then, like, you said five, my <laughs> Top bad. Nipsey track. Top all time Nipsey. Top all time? Last one. Um, He's scrolling. He feels the pressure, y'all. Can't make the decision. It's too hard. I would hard. say uh, Bigger Than Life. What's that off of? That's off Nip Hustle, a great uh, volume two. That joint, that it's joint, a real crazy. Nipsey fan here, y'all. That's a big fact. I love my nigga Nip, man. Like rest in. I haven't. You know what's crazy? I haven't even said that shit. Rest in peace. I haven't even oh. said it. I haven't even said that shit, son. I don't want to say it. 
Don't. I, don't, I really don't want to say it. I'm going to just say Nip the Great, you was a great man. You know what I mean? Like, you you motivated me, my brother, my best friend, my, my other homeboy, like, like the four, like the four of us. And I don't, I can't really speak for anybody else, but like, we all we all fuck with you, son. You know what I'm saying? We fuck with your movement. You was like a brother to us. You know what I mean? Um, you inspired me, and you you left a legacy here, man. Like even though your work wasn't done, you left you definitely left left a legacy here. You know what I'm saying? So. If I appreciate you for that, man. Like, appreciate your energy. That's one thing I'm big on. Like, you gave us your energy. You know what I mean? So, I, I, res- I got nothing but respect for him, man. And I'm going to say the, the marathon continues. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see I see your vision. We share the same vision. Like, and I'm and I'm going to do my best to continue, you know, continue my marathon in, in honor of your name. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, amen. shout out to Nip the Great. Amen. I don't even want to do these raggedy ass questions after that. Yeah, let's do it, man. Like I'm, I'm here. I want the around the way curls oh, treatment. Like what you Shanti, mean? Shanti, you want to do it or you want let's me do to it. do it? You got it pulled up. I got it pulled up. Um, Did you hang up? I pulled up. Oh, I thought you hung up. All right, I'll just do it then. <clears throat> Shanti, give him the uh, rules. Break it down. You can only answer one answer, no explanation. Exclam- explanation. <laughs> Let's go. You know the rules. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. Right. Go ahead. Malcolm versus Martin. Malcolm. Generational wealth or happiness? Generational wealth. Jay or Nas? Nas. Mm, Mac or Sephora? <laughs> uh, Sephora. I love you. <laughs> Palestine or Israel? <laughs> Did I say Palestine? You said Palestine, Palestine right? Or Israel? Yeah. Assalamu alaikum. Okay. In, in, in the light or in the dark? In the light. Ugh. Prince or Michael? Ooh. He acting like he ain't heard these questions uh, before, Chad. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm take Mike. You know what I mean? Mike. Sweet or savory? Jay cooks it all. Uh, I like both, actually, but... No. No, 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 no explanation. All right, all right, all right. There, give me, give me, uh, give me savory. Thanks, savory. <laughs> Marriage or long-term commitment? I mean, married. He's married. Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? Trader Joe's, baby. Family or career? Family. A seat at the table or lemonade? Seat at the table. <laughs> Evolution <laughs> or creationism? Ooh, um. Creationism. Nikki or Cardi? Okay. Oh, oh, I thought she was about to do that <laughs> Trinidadian <laughs> shit. Be like, Nikki. Um, I feel uncomfortable with this. Uh, missionary or doggy style? I'm very uncomfortable. You know you like my doggy style? Okay. Like if you've my ever seen Stoke. Jade's big old butt, then you know what you, know, you like. You know you Protect- like my doggy style? Oh, well, style. I, know this, I know the answer to this. Protection or pull out in prayer? <laughs> pull out and, and Hail Mary. <laughs> Shout out to Noah. Um, pro life or pro choice? Uh, pro choice. Um, is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it One Mike? Um, it's One Mike. Love Jones or Jason's lyric? <sighs> um, 
Love Joan. There you go. <laughs> Sir or Rumi? Uh, well, I, I got. I guess I got to redeem myself <laughs> from earlier, so I'm. I'm, I'm going to take Rumi. You know, because you know that Who power. Did he say? That power, you know what I mean? Like, so he's picking the he's picking Rumi, the girl. Yeah, I take Rumi. <laughs> um, make your man. Oh, make your woman a plate or get her own. I make her a plate. Whatever Jay always makes you a plate. Knock sure. if you buck or Annie up. Ooh, you know I'm a Brooklyn nigga, so Annie up. Wow, nine yes. eleven inside. Jo- you Jay said up. the same Kidnap thing. Kidnap that fool. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know what get him. Get him. Inside job or terrorist attack? Inside job. Rihanna or Beyonce? Riri. Biggie or Pac? (laughs) Damn. Oh, niggas might hate me for this. He's swaying in his chair. Eyes are closed. He's starting to sweat under the lights. Come with me, Hail oh! Mary nigga, run quick, see, <laughs> what do we have thinks. here now? <laughs> you are you in Brooklyn saying that. Watch I know, back. it's crazy. <laughs> Damn, but like, I, I just connect with like, what's no, real No explanation. Me. All right. He likes energy, guys. The philosophy of Killmonger or the Black Panther? Damn. <laughs> Damn. He heard all these. God Goddamn. Um... Ugh, Killmonger, son. Whoa. <clears throat> Pocket pussy or love and light? Because it's usually money and dicks. <laughs> nah, give me that. Money and pocket pussy or love and light? <laughs> nah, give me that. Uh, I'll take that love and light. I don't, oh. I don't, I don't want a pocket pussy. <laughs> Shout out to Tristan for being hey, here. Hey, hey, hey. You're our first male guest. Thanks for having me. Do you have any me. handles that you want people to follow you on? Are you even interested in that life? Or are you trying to still be incognito? Uh, with nah, I'm definitely incognito. <laughs> so don't follow him. We're not going to tag him. Incognito, man. Like, you just follow you know, Jay and try to find him I'm on her the, page. That's all. I'm the, the, I'm the man bigger than the myth. You know what I'm saying? I can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shanti. And with that, we are out. We out. You can say it. Oh. Um, we oh, we out, we out, we out. Gang, 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 gang. I always thought about your brand, the marathon. You know, you talk about that all the time. You shout it out. And eventually, marathons, you know, do have a finishing line. Right. right? But for you, like, when do you feel like you're going to come to your end of the race? Um, Is there an end? I mean, yeah, life. Mm-hmm. At the end of life, you right. know, but I feel like regard it don't it's not it's not limited to music, that point of view. Mm-hmm. It's not just about making music, it's just about, you know, a mentality in my opinion, just yeah. you know, how to how to take your lumps in life, you know what I mean? 'Cause you're gonna you're gonna take your L's, you're mm-hmm. gonna have your ups and downs. So just a philosophy or a point of view on how to how to look at the journey. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You got where you at, you got where you're trying to be. And then you got all this shit in between that's not gonna matter when you get here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like and it was a way of inspiring myself also. Just like a pep talk I was telling myself while I was in a, a vulnerable moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That the marathon, go, it goes on. It no don't stop. What. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been doing this. I, 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 it wasn't about um, this moment. I was doing this way back then. Mm-hmm. Doing this back then got me here. So yeah. reflect, bro. Just, you know what I'm saying? Keep it going. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at 
at ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. Marathon members. To the experience of a lifetime. I need y'all hands up, though. Yeah, look, no, I don't want your love. It's not why I make music. I owe myself, I told myself back then that I would do this. And I always look so out of reach and just seem so confusing. That I found my place in life, a young black man that seems so useless. But I don't want no help, just let me suffer through this. The world would not know Jesus Christ if there was never Judas. This knife that's in my back will be the truth that introduced us. And the distance in between us is the proof of my conclusion. So life is what you make it. I hope you make a movement. Hope your opportunity. Opportunity survives the opportunists. Hoping as you walk across the sand, you see my shoe print and you follow till it change your life, cause it's all evolution. And I hope you find your passion, cause I found mine in this music. But I hope it's not material, cause that's all an illusion. And they all in collusion. This racist institutions, double standard acting like they not the reason why we ruthless, but Y'all can say it's luck, but I know that it's plenty.